Nair of Shabbos, Parshas Shmois. Uh, we're in the new Sefer, the new Sefer, and this is uh, all about redemption. We're in the Sefer that talks about redemption. Of course, the Sefer about redemption first talks about being slay, enslaved. Um, and I think that it's one of the most important things to understand that Akash Baruchu wants to redeem us. And he is willing to, as it were, proverbially stick his hand into the sewage, into the quagmire, into the cesspool of the world in order to extract us. And that is because we are B'ni B'chari Yisrael. The Jewish people are Kodesh Baruch Hu's favorite firstborn child. And that is the reason why Kodesh Baruch Hu is willing to save us because he put us into this situation. Now, why would a Kosh Borchel put us into this situation? Can you imagine? Like somebody, uh, there's a famous story, somebody, a uh, doctor sees somebody walking strange and he goes over to the guy, he takes a baseball bat and smashes his leg and everybody, what's going on? And the doctor drives into the hospital and, and, and takes him, does a crazy, the doctor himself does a surgery and then the guy's healed and like, what? What did you do? I saw you had a very rare disease in your leg from the way you're walking. It only The only people that walk that way have this terrible disease, and if I didn't do that, you'd be paralyzed for life. You were so close to being paralyzed that the only way I could do it is if I would smash your leg and rebuild it. And that's what I did for you. Say thank you. Yeah. It's very, I have to trust that that doctor knows what he's talking about. But it's very strange. Why should I thank that doctor? Well, he, he just came and destroyed my life, and now I'm in the hospital for months. And because he says I'm going to be, I would have been worse off. So that muscle always bothered me. But if you look at it a little differently, and we understand that it's not Stama doctor, it's a Kodesh It's our own father. Our own father is the fellow that does it to us. Because he knows that this is for the best, for our best. That that father would be willing to reach down into the the lowest level levels to help extract us from our situation, but he put us there. And why did he put us there? Stay tuned, and hopefully we'll get a better idea. So why would a why would a who put us in that situation? Why does why do we have to be so destroyed in order to be rebuilt? And it's an interesting thing that if you look in the very outset of creation, if I'm not mistaken, the very the the base of Bracious has four special tagim on it that a regular base doesn't have. It has four extra tagim, and those four tagim are hints to the four exiles that the Jewish people would be exiled. And if you look and you ask them a forshim later on, it says. Uh, the Maral and many other of the classical commentaries describe this talking about the four exiles. What is the four exiles? Bovel, Paras, Madai, and and Edom. Some people say Ishmael and Edom, Paras, and Madai together. The four exiles. And everybody asks, hey, what about Mitzrayim? <laughs> what about Mitzrayim? And the classic answer is Mitzrayim was a kolel, 
it was a paradigm. It was the example that is setting the stage for the entire formation of the nation, which will be able to handle the four Goliaths, which are the ones that we're going to have to extricate ourselves out. We're going to be the ones that have to pull ourselves or daven to Hashem that we should be redeemed and saved from that exile. And therefore, it could be that the Mitzrayim itself was not really even mentioned as part of these hints to what the exiles are going to be because without Mitzrayim, we never would have been a nation to begin with. And it's it's what forms us as a nation because beforehand we weren't really having that achtus, even though we were 70 people and we we're all the children of Yaakov, but we didn't have that same achtus and we didn't have that same value for each other. The value for each other is the crux of this. Is that if you look at Mitzrayim, that Akash Baruch Hu took us out because we were on the Mem Tes Shari Tumah. We were so, so low that who would even want to save us? You see a guy on the streets with, like, you know, eating a Big Mac on Yom Kippur with a non-Jewish uh, thing next to him with a needle of, saying fentanyl or whatever it is, like, I want to save that guy? If it's your son, if it's your brother, you want to save him. That's the idea. Is that a Baruch Hu would go into Mitzrayim to save the lowest of the low. And that's supposed to re- make all of us realize that we're all in this together. If I look at us, oh, I've got the black hat and the beard, oh, I'm so good. And I see a guy who looks like a skinhead anti-Semite. And maybe the only reason he's a skinhead anti-Semite is because people that look like me made him feel like that. I have to understand that these guys are integral to my existence. I can only be freed from Mitzrayim because I have to take these people with me. Because Borhu cared enough to take the people that if they were there one minute longer... They never would have left. They never would have left. So can I ever give up on a fellow Yid? How is our exile ever going to end? How is that exile ever going to end is dependent on how I look at my fellow Jew. Do I look at my fellow Jew as, oh, it's an ice fire. Some say some tell him for him and, and, and I've been yaitz given, you know. I've, I I fulfilled my obligation. We have to cry for each each and every Jew. We have to realize that each and every Jew is not dispensable. Kosh went into Mitzrayim, the cesspool of the world, the proverbial erva saaretz, to extricate us from the grips of being stuck in there for eternity. So I see another Yid who's having a hard time. What do I look at him like? I never, I, I. Says, I'll make a donation to uh, some Kiev organization. Maybe they'll save him. How can I sleep at night? How can I go to that fancy restaurant and order pressed duck and filet mignon or whatever the people are having? Ah, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm, 
I'm doing good. Hello. Can you sit down at a nice meal if your one of your fingers dangling off with gangrene? We have to look at each and every year as part of us. That you're together as a nation, the formation of a nation. And if we have that attitude, maybe Hashem will take us all out if we feel we're all part of each other. Chazak, chazak, nis chazak. There's also the beginning of Tkufa known as Shaivavim. Shaivavim is a very auspicious time that the tzaddikim going back from from the, uh, I guess some of the Kadmoinim, they actually talked about Shaivavim as being a special time to do tshuva for certain averas where a person, as it were, loses his potential for life and doesn't value potential. And I think that's why a person who thinks potential is dispensable, that's when they got it all wrong. And that's why we have to understand that, yes, every Jew doing one more mitzvah makes a big difference. The tzaddikim say people used to fast this whole tukufa. People would learn without having a break for hours on end. They would do a tainus dibur if they couldn't do a tainus themselves, the food. Everything makes a big difference. There's some tzaddikim that have gamliel, Hashem should keep him healthy and well. He does a special tikkun. This is a tikkun shovavim. I'm not sure if it comes in verse or whatever. But this Tikkun Shovavim, it's a very interesting thing. I, I've been going there for years since uh, I met him. And it's based because the Arizal and the Shlach Kodesh, and they all say to do a special Tikkunim during this period of time. And how does it work? How does it work? What do the Tefillahs do? So I'm just going to show you a page just to kind of give you an example Right? A bunch of letters and names of a Baruch and what does this all mean? It has to do with understanding that everything that exists is a revelation from a Baruch Hu. Everything's a revelation from Hashem. And when a person doesn't recognize that he himself and his potential have as also a revelation from a Baruch Hu, what we basically did is we broke the system. And all these letters and sparks of holiness that were supposed to be brought into fruition instead of merely remaining in potential of Hazashalm wasted need to be extracted and ele- elevated back to the place they're supposed to be. And that's very hard to do. And that's what is supposed to be accomplished by spe- saying special tefillahs of this time. And again, just like looking at the letters and stuff has an effect. These letters that are very deep and profound and Gamaliel has many books that he, he writes about what happens and how as it were, we Kaviyocho we, We've affected a breakup of some of Hashem's names and falling down to lower worlds and how we have to pick them back up and send, and fix them back up and get the system going again. But that has to, that's predicated on us recognizing that we all matter. 
I think that if a person recognizes that he's got value, that he matters, even if he's on the 49th level of Tumah, that Hashem wants to save him, then maybe he'll take a, a, a second look and say, hey, I've got potential. I'm not going to waste my life. And I'm not going to waste my potential. If we could show each other that there's inherent value in you because you're, you're, for the mere fact that you are a child of God, you're a yid born into this world as a Jew with a special privilege that you have a special goal to accomplish. You're not stam a piece of material, of genetic material that could be wasted and flushed out and thrown away. You've got potential to bring Mashiach to be Mashiach. You have to recognize that greatness inside each and every year. And if we can recognize the greatness within our own selves, then I understand that the potential that's inside of me also is great and I can't waste it. But if I think of myself and I take on the label that I was labeled, you're worthless, you're if you're nothing, you're worthless, then what's the result? And it could be that the achrayas of all those people who waste their potential in life might weigh heavily on those people who are really the ones in position to give that person a feeling of self-value. Hashem should help us all, everybody in Chinuch and everybody is just a person who knows other Yidin, to give each other Chizuk, to help us recognize that we are loved and wanted and desired by Kodesh Baruch Hu, no matter what level we're on, even when we're in the 49th level of Tum Hashem wants us. And if we do this, then Kodesh Baruch Hu will say, ah, they got it. I want to take them out now. I just uh, feel that maybe um, more explicit etza. Again, what do you do during Shavim? There are many, many different things to do. Some people feel that they need to fast. If you're in a position where you have to be involved with other people, fasting is probably not a good idea because most of us, when we don't eat or drink or have our coffee, um, Sometimes we're not the best people. Um, and that would be antithetical because we're supposed to have aftus. Um, could be tainus dibur, but that could also frustrate people who are trying to communicate with you. Learning. Learning as far as like learning the ritzifus, learning with more fervor and more intently, that is definitely a great suggestion. When you sit in the base measures, for those of you sitting in the base measures, for whatever amount of time you sit, no distractions. Focus for the amount of time you're supposed to be there. If I'm supposed to be there a half hour, nothing else exists between me and my Chabrusa or me and my Gemara or whatever it is. Nothing else. Try to focus. Uh, Rav Gamliel was explaining how that the deep, the depth of this thing really stems from what's going on in our mind. And again, if I, we have understand our mind has to do with, a lot, with our self-worth and we have to re- I guess we fortify and to revalidate our self-worth. So anything a person could do during this time to revalidate their own self-worth, but also to try to do that to other people. So it could be that part of a tikkun of shovim would be just to say hello to somebody you don't necessarily say hello to. 
but he'd smile to somebody who you might not feel like smiling to, to give them some chiyas, to give them some chizr. And I think that these are the things that a person needs to do. I would suggest something else that was just a classic, and this is for anybody, whether you're sitting in yeshiva or not, but we just entered Parsha Shmois, Sefer Shmois, and that we know the acronym of Shmois is Shtaim Mikra V'Echad Targum. And it's a school for Arichas Yomim that's brought down in the Gemara. It's a school for long life. So if a person decides, you know what? My life matters. I'm valuable. And therefore, I want to live a long life. And what, how do I do that? It's Shtaim Mikra V'Echad Targum. No better way to start off Shavavim and rededicating yourself to doing Shnaim Mikravecha Targum, they're going painstakingly letter by letter to understand and read the Parsha. And that would be a tremendous Tikkun Shavim. Zai Gebenched.